Hello, and welcome to a Bikes and Podcast episode where we talk about bikes and student athletes. I believe the children are our future. Teach them well and let them lead the way. Show them all the beauty they possess inside. Give them a sense of pride to make it easier. Let the children's laughter remind us how we used to be. As said the late, great Whitney Houston. And nothing could be further from the truth when it comes to getting the kids out of the house, away from the stress and strain of uh, everyday life, away from smartphones, game consoles, social media, and another rerun of South Park, although a little bit of South Park never hurt anyone, and into a sport that they can enjoy in high school and for many years to come after that. Five kids who race in the Colorado High School Cycling League tell us about how they got into riding bikes in the first place and what they get out of it. Stay tuned after the episode for a few bloopers where Clippy and Casey show that they have a future as late night DJs. Enjoy. This segment of the podcast is called Bikes and Student Athletes, specifically student athletes who race their mountain bikes in the Colorado High School Cycling League. This league is a chapter of the National Interscholastic Cycling Association, bit of a mouthful, or NICA. You can find out more about the Colorado League by visiting Colorado MTB, as in mountain bike, .org, and NICA by visiting nationalmtb.org. A bit of background about both organizations. The Colorado League began in 2012 with just about 140 high school-age student riders. In 2016, this year, the league had more than 1,000 registered riders from more than 120 high schools around the state of Colorado, including Wyoming and also New Mexico. The league saw four weekend races in Frisco, Leadville, Granby Ranch, and Nathrop, which is near to Buena Vista, or if you're listening in Buena Vista, Buena Vista, and a state final in Eagle on October the 22nd. The league believes strongly in the principles of inclusivity, excellence, teamwork, and sportsmanship. We have kids suffering from asthma, diabetes, not to mention one legacy rider who competed with only one leg. Uh, I've posted a video about the league on our website, bikesand.net. NICA was founded in 2009 and is the national governing body based out of California. There are now leagues in 19 states, including Utah, Arizona, New York, New Jersey, Texas, and Tennessee. That includes more than 7,500 student athletes. Again, you can visit nationalmtb.org to see if your state has a league. And if it doesn't, well, all it takes is a few good people. Go to the NICA website or contact bikesand at bikesand.net if you're interested or have any questions. So this afternoon, I'm joined by five student athletes from the Colorado League. I have Sam, a.k.a. Stumbles, uh, who finished 26th in the, uh, in the state race last weekend. Ryan, a.k.a. Clippy, uh, who finished 139th. And don't make that fool you. He actually had a broken chain. I think two broken chains. Isn't that right, Ryan? Um, and Casey, uh, who finished uh, 86th in his uh, JV race. And Kennedy, who's the star around the table, finished 9th. I believe is, is correct. Now, Alex, who is also here, had a bit of an accident and uh, achieved what, what's called a DNF, 
First time, I think, is in, in his entire racing career. Um, and uh, got a bit of a damaged forearm in his right arm. But you're, you're okay now, right? <laughs> good. Well, good afternoon to you all. And thank you very much for coming over today. We really appreciate that. Um, I wondered if you could take a few moments just to introduce yourselves to our listeners. Maybe tell us your name, the school you race for, and what bike you ride. Why don't we start with Alex and go around that way? All right. So uh, my, my name is Alex. Has, um, I, I go to Rock Canyon High School. I am a uh, junior this year. Uh, and I ride a BMC Team Elite. Thank you. I'm Kennedy, and I go to Rock Canyon, too. And I'm a freshman, and I ride a Santa Cruz Tall Boy. I'm Casey Schuster, and I go to uh, Rock Canyon High School, and I ride a Yeti ASRC. My name's Sam, and I go to Mountain Vista, and I have a Salsa Spearfish. My name is Ryan. I go to Rock Canyon, and I ride a Scott Spark 940. That's, that's great, guys. Thank you very much. So um, maybe we could start with a few questions, and, and Sam, uh, or, or uh, Stumbles. Yes. <laughs> How did you get started riding a bike in the first place? Um, my uncle is really into it, and he made me go to Green Mountain with him and ride my bike, which I had no idea how to do, and it was horrible. But he made me do it like four times, and I started liking it, and that's, that's how we got started. What, do you remember what bike that was? Uh, it's something we got from a garage sale. Yeah. I don't remember what, but yeah. I think it was blue. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to assume, looking around the table here, there's a probably good chance that everybody started racing in the high school league with a different bike than they're racing right now. Yes. Would that be right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Kennedy, or did you? were you already super and already had your sweet Santa Cruz? I think I got it before the first race. You got it before the first race? Yes. Okay. Excellent. Um, I have this theory that um, a lot of people who start riding in the high school league uh, turn up with a bike uh, that's been hanging from the garage for a couple of years, um, has had a, a small amount of love given to it over that time, uh, and then converting to a better bike once they start racing in the league. Uh, I, I think that's the case. And not only that, but um, more often than not, their parents will get bikes. Um, after you start. And I know you, Sam, are definitely a, an example of, of that. Um, so, Ryan, um, what, what do you like uh, about riding in the high school league? Well, I think it's uh, mostly about just the... Um, there's a lot of familial love going on <laughs> nice. in the league, if that sounds right. But um, everybody's super supportive there, and everybody just cheers for each other, and it's, it's a great place to be, and... My first time ever being at one of these races, I was just super impressed at how accepting everybody was, and it's just a great time. Excellent. Thanks very much. Alex, um, over here on my right, tell me um, what sports have you played in the past, and, and what's made you focus on racing a bike today? Well, um, I played soccer for most of my, my youth career and kind of had mountain biking as a side hobby. And then when you know the league started to become an opportunity for me and started to ride a little bit more, decided that soccer wasn't really for me as much and have moved on from that mm -hmm. since then mm -hmm. and now focus primarily on mountain biking. I'm, I'm actually really interested in, in why 
you think that uh, mountain biking is a is a great alternative or a better alternative than playing a sport like like soccer well don't don't get me wrong soccer's still a great sport sure absolutely but i mean with mountain biking it's there's a, like pretty much a lot of support from everybody um it's you and yourself um everybody works together even though it's an individual sport um and it's just a really really good time all right good stuff kennedy i did invite other uh ladies to come here today but i didn't get a response from them we do have i think six people on uh, on the team um of course you are one um so you are the only i just want to point out to the listeners around the table and you'll be pleased to know that casey has just put on a particularly stylish pair of sunglasses, which he looks particularly epic on, and looks like Clippy's about to do the same thing. Um, so, can you give it to us from from your perspective? Like, why do you like to ride? Not necessarily from a female's perspective, but just what is it about riding a bike that that you like? Um, I really like to ride my bike because I have like a really stressful day at school, and I'm excited to get out and ride. Uh-huh. Um, to like not think about everything that happened during the school day. Um, and then it's really fun to hang out with the girls on the team. Okay, good, but not the boys. <laughs> the guys are fine too. It's <laughs> 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 <That's> a lie. <laughs> we all are horrible. Yeah, that's right. Um, and then the, uh, the, the person that we haven't heard from so far is, uh, is Casey. So Casey, how did you get into riding bikes in the first place? Um, I got in around middle school. Um, I just, I thought it was like just really interesting. I played lacrosse, I played um, football, and I just thought like it's a really interesting thing to be able to do. So every once in a while, I'd get out, ride the bike, and then sure enough, a couple years later, I ended up racing. So it's really enjoyable. Yep. What would you say is the is the difference between you when you first started that adventure and experience and today? I think just my whole lifestyle has really changed around it. Um, I was more driven as a human being like to become better um, and to become a better person. After starting to ride, um, I lost a lot of weight and I became, I think, a much better racer through riding. Yeah. You should probably share with the audience how tall you are, Kate. Casey's 6'6 six, six or 6'7 six, about. <laughs> yeah. He's pretty short. <laughs> yeah. Casey, I think, uh, has the record for the, uh, for the, for the tallest person uh, in the league. I may be wrong, but I have yet to see anyone who's tall, taller than him. <laughs> it's a safe and, assumption. Yes, uh, to, to say the least, uh, for sure. Uh, I believe that bikes are the, you know, is certainly the common denominator. That's what we all share, the same thing, right? But we all get out of it different things. So it's not just about racing a bike. It, there's other things related to it, right? So I wonder if we could just go around and ask you to just to think about a few things that you get out of riding a bike other than racing it. Casey, why don't we start with you? Um, I just enjoy riding, uh, not only because of the racing, but the environment that you get put in. Um, it's, it's really helpful because you get to meet a whole bunch of new people um, from different schools too, and you get to connect with a whole bunch of people, which it's just really enjoyable and go ride new trails. Right. So community is a big is a big deal, right? Definitely. Yeah. Sammy? I really like spending all my money on bike stuff. So <laughs> I don't have any any money. That's that's why I like it. You like not having any money. Yeah. Pretty but much. you do have awesome bike stuff. 
That's very true. Yes, that's right. Yeah. I also just like having time to myself and to think. Just going out on rides by myself really helps with stress and just don't have to think about everything that's going on. Right. Cliffy? Uh, I was going to say the same thing as Sam, but I just like getting out there and when you go out to some remote lo- remote trail and you just kind of sit there for a second, I like the sound of the wind through the trees. Uh-huh. That's really nice. Yeah. And that's then um, I just like, I like writing in general. I think it's a fun challenge and going through and sessioning a segment and finally getting it, I think the reward for that is really good. For those, for those of you who are listening who have no clue what session, sessioning means, would you like to tell us what that means? Um, it's where you go through and you see a technical segment, and the first time you see it, you're like, oh, God, I'm going to die when I ride this. And then you, uh, you, write, you like walk it through the first time, and you figure out the line, and you keep doing it over and over until you get it. Right. That's sessioning. Thank you. Alex? Um, well, I, I, not to mention, like, riding bikes is a really, really fun time, and, you know, it's pretty unique like you don't there's not a bunch of kids at school that do it and it's kind of like oh that was really cool you know um there's also the social aspect to it that i really like um just the racing not not only in the league but you know from races all around the state i know kids from you know different states and every you know every corner of colorado right um and i agree with what sam said just really relaxing and just it's just mostly just really fun and enjoyable kennedy I enjoy like going out into the mountains with the trees, I guess, but not hearing like the highway in the distance or like like city mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, um, I'm not sure if any of you saw a video uh, that was shared by uh, John Hutchinson last week. Um, I think he might have just shared it with a few of us. Uh, John Hutchinson is the operations director for the high school league, um, and the video was entitled "Silence," and a lot of people would think of silence as being no sound but it was all about what is your silence so for some people it was listening to the wind through trees for other people you know it was the sound of their mountain bike on the trail um, and so silence means different things to different people and I and I thought um, that was very relevant as far as what you were just talking about uh, Kennedy so um, we're all connected uh, together through the high school league um, but we've all probably done things on bikes that are just that are not about racing. They're about adventures, um, or they're about different events or different types of events. I know Alex, for example, you're heavily involved in the enduro scene. Uh, would you like to give everyone your Twitter handle while we're at it? Um, I I I'll go I'll go Instagram because that, that's okay. kind of the main one. That's um, what the kids are using yeah, these days. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead, give, give me a follow, uh, Locket underscore Alex, L-O-C-K-E-T-T. Um, expect, you know, kind of weekly posts and pretty cool stuff. All right. Anyone else want to share their Twitter handle or, or Instagram handle while we're at it? Uh, no. no? Good. All right. <laughs> <laughs> use Facebook. Fair enough. <laughs> but, um, but what it's else? MySpace. MySpace. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't think you'd know what that was. Um, do you uh, adventures that you've had on bikes other than other than racing them, uh, Alex? What have you done on a bike that's uh, an adventure rather than uh, racing? Um. Well, what two two three weeks ago we all took a big trip down to Crested Butte, Colorado, and we spent what three about three days there and rode some pretty pretty fun trails. Um, it was just 
a big group of people having a good time on their bikes and riding like probably some of the best trails that I've ever ridden. Yep. Kind of like what Alex said, um, I think my favorite trail on that trip was um, Monarch Crest. It was like something that we didn't really like rush on. We took a lot of breaks and had fun with each other. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, Monarch Crest Trail is one of the, certainly I would say one of the best rides in Colorado, and I'd probably say one of the best mountain bike rides in the country, um, based down near uh, Salida, Colorado. Um, and uh, if you Google Monarch Crest, you'll find all those details about it. Highly recommended. A uh, bit of an advanced trail. I wouldn't um, attempt it as a beginner. Um, if you want to know more about beginner trails, uh, you can always reach out to us through our website, and we have a bunch of recommendations. Uh, Ryan, didn't you go on a white rim trip a couple of years ago, which was also awesome? Yeah, I was actually going to share that. But um, the two years ago, or one year ago, yeah, it was one year ago, uh, me and Alex was there as well, but a couple other guys from the team, we went down to uh, Canyonlands, Utah, and uh, there's a trip down there called, or, uh, a trail down there called White Rim, and it's 117, something like that, somewhere around there, miles, and it's just, we rode it over the course of four days, I think, three or four, and it was just really fun, because we'd spend the entire day just biking get up early enough to where it wasn't super hot and then go set up camp wherever we wherever we uh, made it that day and then um, uh, we would have a good time there and then do the next thing the next day it was a really fun trip yep it's called bike packing if you didn't know it's like backpacking well let's be clear it was called bike packing but it was really riding your bike and I drove a car with everything <laughs> in it yeah but you rode too. You rode back and caught us. Yeah, that, so. that's true. That's true. Um, uh, Casey, any adventures that you've had on a bike other than racing? It, it is a race, but I definitely consider it more of an adventure because you're out there for the spirit of community instead of racing. And I'd consider that the Bailey Hundido. Yeah. Um, it's just super enjoyable to be out there with a whole bunch of people. And it's not like the whole racing scene because you get out there and you're just kind of on a fire road climb and you start chatting with someone and you just get to learn about them um, and kind of what's happening. So it's just a way to see a whole bunch of different perspectives in mountain biking. I rode that as well and I'm going to say that I didn't chat with anybody on that because I was dying. (laughs) (laughs) But it was still a good race. Um, Casey, uh, let everyone know more about what, what that is. The distance, what sort of terrain you're riding through, how long it takes. The Bailia Hundido is uh, definitely a hellhole for someone who's <laughs> never really ridden 50 miles. Um, but a lot of it's on single track and fire road, um, straight uphill uh, the entire way. Um, Both ways. 40 billion feet of climbing, more like 5,000 feet. But uh, definitely an eye-opening experience um, and a confidence booster too because I know I was catting up this year um, in the high school league and it's like, man, another lap oh wait, I already rode 50 miles, like this will be nothing. So it's it's definitely a confidence booster. It's just cool to see like you to go through all this amazing single track in Buffalo Creek and it's just truly an eye-opening experience. Yes. Now Sam, you're going to do the uh, Hundito. And by the way, it's called a hundo because it's 100 miles. Uh, the Hundito, as Casey and um, myself, Alex, Ryan, co-rode, uh, is 50 miles. 
Um, so um, I don't think any of us around the table are crazy enough to even think about doing 100 miles. Casey. <laughs> you want to do it? I was thinking about it, not going to lie. Casey yes, told good. me I should Whoa. go do it. I, I said no. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest, that was, but I don't know. It's, hey, give it a shot. My dad really wanted to do it last year, but we just ended up volunteering, which I was very happy with. But I, I think I'm going to do it next year. Yes. Um, Sam Sam, <laughs> Sam and his dad, Kelly, um, were kind enough. Uh, these things don't happen without volunteers, including the high school race. Um, and so they were kind enough to volunteer. But they did decide to choose the aid station, was, which was at the top of the hardest climb on the entire course. <laughs> so they got to watch people sweating uh, up the road to Wellington oh, Lake, uh, Wellington Lake, which is, a, for those of you who've done that climb before, will we'll know what, what it is that, that I'm talking about. Um, but uh, Sam, any thoughts about um, you know, any adventures that you've been on other than racing, racing a bike? Um, I've ridden a lot in Winter Park, which I enjoy. I really like the trails up there. I've raced and just ridden for fun there, and it's it's an incredible time. The trails are really fun, and just you get really cool views, and it's just a beautiful place to be. Yeah. You've raced some of the other ones, done, like, like the Mac Center. You've raced that before, right? Yeah, I've raced a few of the Mac races. Um, they're pretty fun, and but I didn't really focus that much on the Mac races. But this summer, I, I, ra I raced quite a bit of cross-country, and it was really fun. Yeah. Now, um, put a plug in for your mother, who just got a sweet new Santa Cruz. Yes, my mom got a Santa Cruz 5010 for her birthday. She bought it for herself, because we weren't going to buy her a bike. <laughs> <laughs> but she's really happy After about all, it. After all, what has your mother ever done for you? Yeah, just yeah, no. Be careful how you answer that question. Sam. She, Remember she this said is not to buy it for her. She said not to buy it for her. She's buying it for herself. Uh huh. Right. Yes. She was she was saving up for it. And had she ridden a bike before? Yes, she had a really old specialized stump jumper. I uh -huh. think that's what it was, and she really liked it. But she wanted a full suspension and. She ended up getting like a carbon frame and a bunch of really cool components on it. She right. was really happy about Sam's it. Sam's jealous. No, I'm not. <laughs> Kennedy, I, I actually didn't never asked you in terms of like how did you get started in in, in mountain biking? Um, well, I was really little and my dad was really into mountain biking, ah. and he would go on night rides with his friends, and he would come back with like the best stories with mountain lions and whatever. And um, <laughs> which would make you ride pretty fast. Yeah, yeah and so like, that encourages me. It's <laughs> <laughs> so like um, my dad, like before then, like um, apparently his friends called him like the mountain lion man because like every night ride he'll at least see one mountain lion. <laughs> so like I wouldn't be riding with your dad. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I got a little older in like fourth grade, and my dad bought me my first mountain bike, biking bike, and I. Um, went on rides with him, and I've never really stopped. Yeah. Um, that's actually one of my questions I was going to ask you guys is, I think one of the great things about what I think mountain biking gives to you at high school is a sport that you can continue for the rest of your lives. And I'd just like to know if you think that that's accurate, and what you, and if so, what you, know, what you would like to do after you've left high school with, with a bike. Just jump in. So I was racing in Winter Park again, and I was riding with a 70-year-old man, and he was 
the fastest seven-year-old man I've ever seen. He'd pass me on the downhills, and then I'd pass him on the uphills, and he'd pass me again. It was it was incredible seeing a seven-year-old man go that fast. <laughs> so for those of you who may have just heard uh, a dog growling in the background, that was not a mountain lion chasing uh, Kennedy's dad. That was, in fact, our bull terrier, Seamus, uh, who felt that he needed to get his voice heard on the podcast. Uh, he has now got that heard. I've always believed that um, it's fantastic to get you guys involved in uh, mountain biking when you're at high school because I think it gives you a sport that you can play and take part in uh, after you leave high school and, and way beyond. Um, I'd love to get your thoughts um, about that. And I, and I think, uh, Sam, you were going to tell us something about some 70-year-old uh, um, mountain biking fiend who yeah. um, at Winter Park. In Winter Park, I was racing in the single track series and a seven-year-old man, I came up on a, on a climb. It was one of the biggest climbs on the in the race and I passed him and then right after it was the finish and it was the downhill and he passes me. And I was like, what, what's happening? This seven-year-old man is going faster than me and he was just, it was, it was crazy. I think he was the only one in the division. <laughs> <laughs> He was really fast. It was, it was crazy. It was so as someone who is closer to 70 than you are, um, I wholeheartedly agree in that. And uh, it's certainly something that I get a lot of passion out of. I'm not even, not even going to tell you how old I am. I'm not even close to 70. That's all you need to know. Okay. Um, anyone else? Any thoughts of like what you would love to do after you leave high school with, well, with your sport? Um, I plan, I'm uh, probably going to go to college up in Fort Lewis, up in Durango. And uh, I think I'm going to... I'm going to join up with their team up there and race up in college. So hopefully that goes well. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's, um, that's fantastic. Um, it's amazing how many uh, colleges are now uh, looking at mountain biking as a, as a sport that they can include on their curriculum. Um, and it's actually worth noting that I think I'm right in saying certainly I think every high school here, so Mountain Vista, Vista? Yep, and Thunder Ridge. And, uh, uh, and Thunder Ridge and Rock Canyon all offer uh, the option to letter at their high schools as well, right? So uh, that talks volumes, volumes to that. Um, um, the other thing that I'd like just to get maybe uh, ask you to provide your advice to people is I believe that a lot of people who listen to this type of podcast or see something on TV about mountain biking really want to take part in it, but they feel intimidated um, about doing that. Do you have any wise words of advice about, you know, how to get into biking, you know, in the first place? I mean, just look up a race near you. I mean, just look up a race near you. They're everywhere. Just, it doesn't matter what bike you have. Just go grab a bike and ride a race and see if you like it. Yep. If you do, just keep trying and just ride. Yep. I, I, always, I mean, racing's a great way to start, but is it, I don't even think it's necessary. I think just riding just for enjoyment is just as much fun as racing is. Yep. So just look up a couple of trail systems near you. There I mean, you yep. they're everywhere nowadays. Yes, and in fact, if you go on to the web and look up IMBA, International Mountain Biking Association, and go to their website, um, they have amazing tools to be able to um, uh, find trails near to your house. That, and they grade them as well. So they have easy trails through to advanced trails, um, and that's a good place to start. 
anyone else any thoughts on that kennedy do you have any thoughts about like if you were uh, a girl um, wanting to get into how into mountain biking but you were sort of like yeah, i don't know if i would enjoy that um slightly intimidated any thoughts on like any advice from you in terms of you know to getting them on the bike in the first place I would just go like with somebody if like one of your friends were riding and um, they were gonna go somewhere I would follow them and I'll try to do exactly what they'll be doing so then you won't be like trapped in your own thing I love it it's great great advice um go ahead uh, I was just gonna say uh, head on down to the LDS local bike shop Um, they can tell you whatever you want uh, lend you a bike even um, and they'll just get you out there because like we said before, uh, it's a very accepting sport. So, uh, many ways to just get in and start going. I'd like to point out that Casey works at the local bike shop. He does work at the LDS. <laughs> that is correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's actually really good advice. Um, and, um, as someone who has a lot of friends who work in the bike industry, um, I would suggest that your only best choice as far as getting to know the sport um, is is going to your bike shop. Um, you don't have to bike bike there, but certainly lots of advice um, and you will probably end up buying a bike there anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you may as well uh, may as well go and take advantage on, of that. Um, so as we um, as we wrap up here, it would be great to know from from each of you um, you know, the high school season uh, starts again in August of 2017. Uh, what thoughts about what you're going to do on your bike between now and the beginning of, of the next race season? Uh, Clippy, why don't you start? Get a new one. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Good. Okay. Good. Love it. Sammy? Race some cyclocross. Ah, uh, yes, of course. Do you have a cyclocross bike now? I do. It's a salsa. Nice. Good man. When's the first race? Uh, I think I'm gonna start next weekend. Which, what's the race? I don't remember what it's called. Okay. I, I don't really competitively race. I do it for fun. Excellent. Why don't you tell us what cyclocross is, Sam? Um, it's basically it starts in the fall and goes through to about January. It's basically where you race a road-ish bike, but it has treads on the tires and different geometry. And you basically ride through any weather, any terrain, and sometimes you run up stuff and jump over barriers. I think it's it's pretty fun and really difficult. Yeah, um, there has probably never been a cyclocross race canceled due to weather. Uh, Please, definitely some CrossFit training, but what I'm going to do on the bike, uh, have some fun. Definitely. Yeah, good stuff. And uh, we've got the Hundito oh, yeah. uh, in June. I think it's June yeah. uh, to look forward to. And um, maybe it'll be the hundo for you. Who knows? Who knows, man? We'll see. We'll see. Kennedy, what do you think you'll be up to between now and the next season? Um, I'm going to try out road biking ah. and riding on trails until it snows. Yeah. Do you have a road bike now? No. Okay. You need a road bike <laughs> to do that. I'm just saying. <laughs> Alex? Um... Definitely some training during the winter. I haven't decided what that's going to be, but I mean, you know, it'll definitely be a thing. Um, and then I know that enduro racing starts quite, you know, pretty decent time before the high school season. So hopefully get some good training out of that and yeah, yeah. be ready for it. So, um, <laughs> um, yeah, very true. 
Um, well, thank you very much, uh, Casey, Sam, Ryan, Alex, Kennedy. Appreciate you guys coming out here today. Um, there was a bit of noise in the background here from uh, a growling dog to some noise outside, which I couldn't quite work out what it was. So apologies for the background noise. And we're also, we also have six people sharing three microphones here. So, um, um, but thank you very much um, and uh, have a great ride. <laughs> hey, it's your boy Clippy coming at you with some more smooth jazz. I hope you're having a good night tonight, boys. <laughs> <laughs> this is your country radio coming at you from the highway in Arizona. We're going to keep you going with some more smooth jazz right after this. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of the Bikes and Podcast. Please visit our website, bikesand.net to see the Colorado High School League's video. It's a great one. Special thanks to Kennedy, Sam, Alex, Ryan, and Casey for taking the time to talk with me. And a huge shout out to the staff, coaches, and volunteers of the Colorado High School Mountain Biking League for making the whole thing possible. Want to stay in touch? Firstly, you can go to my website, bikesand.net, and use the contact form. Next, you can shoot me an email using ben at bikesand.net and we also have an Instagram feed which you can find using the handle at bikes.and. Lastly, putting this whole podcast thing together is not free. I know this is asking a lot but if you felt like contributing even if it's a small amount I'd really appreciate it. Please visit bikesand.net and click on the donations button. I look forward to putting the next podcast together, which we'll have out in a couple of weeks. In the meantime, I hope you have a great ride.